Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. This is not your host, Evan Leepak, Goshen News Sports Reporter, but he is a co-host. You know, every once in a while I decide to, well, I don't really decide. Austin over here decides, hey, I'm not going to do the intro. You will. So here I am. So uh, we're getting ready for the beginning of fall sports. Notre Dame also started. We don't have a ton to talk about today, but we might dabble a little bit into those to those subjects a little bit. What do you say, Austin? I don't say anything. <laughs> I'm going to be silent on this podcast. This is the Evan Lee Pack show now. This would really crash and burn if that was the case. Let me tell you. Uh, girls golf. They hit the ball. All right. Notre Dame. Uh, they looked okay in the two minutes we watched them. And, uh, oh, we watched the whole practice on Friday. That's it for this week. All right. We're done. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm Austin Huff, sports editor at Goshen News, uh, co-host of the Goshen News Sports Podcast with Evan Leepak. He said he wasn't a host, but he is a host, technically. I wasn't the host, but I'm the co-host. I'm a co-host. We're, we're both co-hosts. You yeah. can't have a host and then a co-host. They're both co-hosts in that regard. We're just adding, like, wasteful airtime because we know this is going to be a short pod. We wanted to... Well, this, now we're going to go an hour and a half, so we're going to get sidetracked about the Bears or something later. The Bears. Uh, yeah, so we've, we'll have we'll just... Um, this week is a kind of an in-between week. You know, we've got girls golf going on. We'll talk a little bit about their first week. We don't have anything else going on yet. We're still not really ready to preview a lot of stuff. Next week will kind of be a uh, bigger fall sports type of preview. We'll have mm-hmm. all of our stories pretty much ready to go on that regard and our football tab ready to go. Uh, so we'll have a lot more soccer, volleyball, cross country, tennis, football talk for you next week. Um, all the above. All the above. Yeah. So. Uh, let's talk about girls golf last week. Uh, we talked obviously on last week's episode, we were one day into the season. So we had some Goshen girls golf invite, uh, results to pull from, but we had a bigger event, uh, this past Thursday, the Northwood invite had pretty much all of our teams there about eight, seven or eight of the nine schools that we cover mm-hmm. were there competing. Uh, Evan, you were there and, uh, I'll, you know what, after this first week, I got to say Northridge. Maybe Northridge could be a sneaky, uh, sneaky no more. I think NLC contender? Question mark. Yeah, Coach Brewster, he's excited. He was talking to me on Thursday when I was there. He's like, "Yeah, I'm trying to have this team, you know, stay under the radar a little bit. I don't want anybody to find out that all. I mean, because obviously the expectations weren't necessarily that high because they have a bunch. Of, I mean, they don't have any seniors. They have one junior, and then everyone else is sophomores and freshmen in their five. Five golfer lineup, I guess you want to say that the varsity, they, the varsity lineup that they throw out there. Five yep. vars the varsity lineup that they throw out there. So he was like, "Yeah, I was hoping to just fly under the radar all season, but um, they're already. I mean, they finished second at the Northwood Invitational. Eighteen teams, technically eighteen teams, like fifteen or sixteen full teams, but in a in a field like that, with, I mean, you know, you knew Carissa Dyer is going to be pretty good." As, as the juniors, the one upperclassman. But Alex Reshley? Freshman. 82. She's a freshman. Dun, dun, yeah. <laughs> so she's really imposing her will early. A lot of low 80s scores. Good good pedigree in that family yep. of golfers. Brock Reshley, Northridge senior-to-be, and obviously a yeah. Purdue-Fort Wayne commit from two weeks ago. Forgot if we mentioned that on the podcast or not, but congrats to him. 
Yeah. Got one more year of high school though. So that was great when I was like, "Yeah, he uh, graduated." In my story, you didn't have to bring up your mistakes. <laughs> I was gonna let it be. Uh, I was like, you know what? I knew that because I literally talked to him after state uh, a, few, yeah. a couple months ago. So yeah. that was on me. But uh, that's okay. Yeah, he's uh, been around for a long time. It makes you feel like he's a senior. Mm, that's in true. your defense, and he committed to college, which like I don't know what the college timeline of that is for girls or for golf, but like. Sybil Stilson committed after her senior year ended, so in yeah. theory, like, that happens. For so. some reason, in my mind, I'm like, all right, it's going to see Brock at uh, Purdue-Fort Wayne Anyway, next, anyway, next I know we got sidetracked there. Let's focus on the girls. Northridge, again, 351. Mm-hmm. Good good performance, man. They sneaky. Watch out. The consistency is what's most impressive. One through five, everyone was under 100. So if you continue to get that consistency, the scores will continue to go lower. I mean, they shot a 351. That was like a forty-stroke difference from just a week, like their their first mm-hmm. their first golf meet to you know Thursday, yeah, the one that I went to in Northwood. They, if, didn't have, they didn't have Dyer that first one, which maybe affects the score a little bit. Yeah, because her low score being there, obviously you you take a higher score usually mm-hmm. if she's not there. So, uh, but still, forty shots that's nothing to sneeze at. So, you're right. It is nothing to sneeze at. Please don't sneeze, actually. It's a loud noise on the microphone. I don't want to edit that out. So, yeah, um, uh, the Raiders no longer under the radar. Sorry to their coaching staff. We jinxed them. Sorry, Brewster. They're Apologize. They're not going to win an LC match now. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> we just totally jinxed them. Uh, Northwood, you know, the team uh, depth, one through five, it's still coming on a little bit, but they're number one, Sophie Richmond. Freshman as well. Good. Also yeah. a youngster, so. Yep. She looks the pressure did not look like a freshman. I'm like, wow, so that's an upperclassman out there golfing. I'm like, nope, that's uh, that's Sophie Richmond. She's a freshman, 78, which was good enough for second individually at the Northwood Invitational. So that was that was pretty solid for her. 355 as a team. So they finished third, right behind Northridge. But yeah, they they're still trying to find that. It might take a little bit for them to find that consistent flow like Northridge has had recently, at least. So because. You lose not only the coach who's been fantastic for you in building the program, and then, I mean, you lose a bunch of upperclassmen, seniors that were important to the state team, important to the program over the last few years. So it's going to take some time. But I feel pretty good about, you know, the future of the program regardless. It's still on, like, good footing. So Right, right. It's, this might be just a transition year, growing year for the Northwood. You never know. I mean, obviously, we'll see how they do with the rest of the season. I'm not ready to count them out yet, of course, but, um, you know, Richmond is going to pretty much be like however Sophie plays. It feels like that's how they're going to play as a team. Uh, she wasn't at the state preview meet over the weekend, and Prairie View is obviously a much harder course than McCormick Creek, which they're used to, but Northwood without Richmond shot a 466 as a team. So um, no one was – Riley Kitson was at like a 97. Everyone else was 120 or higher. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously weather on Saturday was hot, and that course is tough. That's the state course for a reason. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 111-shot difference, you know, go into a harder course without your number one player. So, yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see how they do. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, girls' golf so far. I don't really have any other observations. Everyone else is kind of playing to their level, I would say, right now. No yeah. one's really Everyone surprising. else just has some individual performers that are doing pretty well, but as far as full team consistency, not not really there at this point, at least. Yeah. So still early, mm-hmm. still early. Obviously, golf's a fast season though, so you gotta 
Got to kind of got to get it like going here. Yeah, we're already, we're already five weeks away from sectionals, yeah, so, so. <laughs> you kind of have to put the pedal to the metal a little bit more in girls golf than any other sport really during the year. So uh, we'll see how uh, the area teams kind of handle. Conference matches have already started in the NIC. Elkhart uh, played a conference match last night with South Bend Adams and South Bend Washington. So like we're already going off from conference meet matches. I think the NLC starts their conference play in. Now they're next week or in two weeks. Like they're coming up pretty soon on conference matches, you know, nine hole matches during the week. So uh, here we go. Like it doesn't really stop, you know, girls golf really just, it's a sprint. It's the most biggest sprint of the season in the IHSA, I would say. Wow. You said most biggest. Ugh. Most biggest? <laughs> what? Most biggest. Most biggest sprint. The most biggest, longest sprint ever in the history of sprints. Yeah. So there it is. Uh, we said we weren't we weren't going to really talk about football, but we were we are going to talk a little football, high school football. Mm-hmm. We had the media day for Elkhart County on Saturday. Uh, I was at Elkhart High originally by myself, not by myself. Other media members were there, but Elkhart did their own thing at 9 a.m. and then Jimtown hosted, you know, obviously Jimtown and Northridge, Goshen, Concord, Fairfield, Northwood all came in, all came through. Edwardsburg as well from Michigan came through. Uh, Powerhouse. Uh, nice of them to come down. Elkhart County Football Media Day. It is very close, though. It is close, but it's just funny. Uh, you know, calling it Elkhart County Football Media Day and then not a team from not Elkhart County, you know. Well, yeah. anyway. Um, did you say something about that on Saturday? Did you Did you make it known? No. <laughs> it's now known on the podcast that yeah. I just thought it was funny. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Believe it or not, football, 10 days away from this taping. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, you know, seems like a lot of the people that we talked to, a lot of the coaches, when they were asked to kind of size up the NLC this year, they kind of said the uh, same teams that I, I we were talking about, Northwood, Warsaw, Mishawaka. So, Meet I believe, I believe Craig Kaler said Northwood has some dudes. So, um, Concord coach Craig Kaler. I specify yep. if I didn't know one, people don't know who that is. but I think everybody would kind of uh, probably have the same opinion that Craig had. Mm-hmm. Bunch of dudes, especially offensively for Northwood. Ethan, Ethan Evers just committed to Ball State on Today? Monday. Monday? Yesterday. Monday, yes. Did you see his senior photos? Yes, his senior photos looked awesome. Shout out Russ Draper. Seriously. Some sick ones with yeah. the fog machine. Fog machine, yeah, it was really cool. Like, dang. It was really cool. He's like got the weights. He's got the the, the chain around his neck. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty cool, man. That's sick. Shout out Russ. He should take some like photos of us like doing that stuff. I think it'd be hilarious. No, we were yeah. like with the fog machine and the weights. <laughs> what do you think? In the middle of an interview. Yeah. You he got a good picture of me doing the interview with uh, Cade Signs from Northridge because there was like a couple of the Northridge players that were there were like holding up a string. Like like it was like almost like a cup and a string to like hear our interview, you know, thing like that. So those and guys, those guys keep it loose. Have fun. I tell you what, Northridge is, they don't lack confidence. We'll see yeah. how they actually play, but they're going to be a confident group, and they all love each other, it seems. So, like, that's that's nice. I'd be confident, too, if I just came off a state championship run. Right. They have a lot of roster turnover, so we'll see how they handle yeah. all that. They're missing some important pieces. I yeah. drove. Th- I actually drove through Schoolcraft yesterday. I was like, oh. There, they, there it tag, is. tag. How's it going? Yeah. Yeah, no tag got. He said Schoolcraft. When asked about that. Chad Apley, the coach, was like, yeah, I think he said Schoolcraft. That's what it says on Twitter, at least. So so obviously he didn't want to get into it. <laughs> yeah. So. Didn't seem like he wanted to really engage in the tag got question, which is fine. Uh, Cade Carrington, it sounds like, will step in as the starting quarterback. Uh, 
we'll see. He he played okay at times last year. He he's draw. I mean, they were he got thrown into like a a no win situation a little bit. I mean, with you mm-hmm. know the injury and then he's got to come in and play quarterback. And he had a he had a nice game against Goshen, which you know I guess take that with a grain of salt last year. But like Goshen was four and six last year. Yeah, but their four wins. The teams they beat won a combined five games. Well, you know it's a victory at the end of the day. Or I should say, they want to combine. They want to combine five games, six games, six well, games. Well, we see Clay, Plymouth. Plymouth went zero and nine. Clay went zero and whatever. Fairfield went four and five. Well, we see won one game, I think. Well, we see won one game to beat Plymouth. So. Yep. Yeah. That's okay. A win is a win. I, I will never take a win away from anyone. <laughs> you shouldn't, but just saying. Um. So yeah, you know, a lot of um. A lot of media observations. Evan, you look like you've got some papers there. Like, you want to read off some rosters or just info? Looking, I'm or, just looking at rosters. Yeah, you look very official, dude. I should have, like, brought my rosters. I still don't have an Elkhart football roster. I probably need that. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, I was just looking at the dudes. You know, because <laughs> the Northwood dudes. Uh-huh. I mean, you're going to have Ethan Evers. Evers. Yeah, Ethan Evers. That's what I said. You said Evers. Shh. We could have edited that out. No. Ethan Evers. You know I'm fantastic with pronouncing people's last names. Mrs. Evers is going to be very upset not listening to this. It just looks like ever. It does. Because it's spelled like ever. It I'm does. I'm sorry. My apologies. Your last name looks like Lepak, and my last name looks like Hugh, so... That's why I don't get, um... I don't get offended, because I know it's hard I don't to either, pronounce but we get, we get paid to, like, you know, get these names right, so... We just get paid to spell them right. As long as they spell them, them right. right, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ethan Evers. Running back... 6'1", over 200 pounds. That dude's a tank. He's Linebacker, the, linebacker That's too. what I'm saying. He's the he's the team's leader in the middle of the defense as well. He's a dude, obviously. Natarian Tuggle, he's a wide receiver slash DB. He's going to play both sides, but he's 6'3", 180. Athlete, obviously. Same with J.J. Payne, 6'4", wide receiver. I mean, you got a 6'3", and a 6'4", wide receiver, and you get, both those guys are going to play defensive back in the secondary. I mean, it's unbelievable, really. And then they have... Experience at quarterback. Yep, Owen Raider. Both guys, both Kate guys Lone. played the same right. amount last year. They have plenty of experience. So I asked about that. I forget. I think he's uh, Nate said they plan on having both play. So he he didn't he didn't specify a starter necessarily. He thinks both are going to end up playing. So we'll see what actually happens in the season. I mean, Lone, Lone is such a hybrid type of player. Like, he could play quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Like, he's going to just be a playmaker for them, get the ball in his hands. You could see a lot of RPO probably with him, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and Raider feels like the more true quarterback. He's got some legs a little bit too, but feels like the true quarterback of that team, like a more pass, pot, pocket passer type guy. And Hey, throw it up to a 6'3 or a 6'4 guy and let him go make a play, you know. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a lot of their offense probably this year, and it'll probably work more times than not, so – They've got a lot of great skill guys. Uh, Nate Andrews feels good about the secondary on defense, obviously in the middle of the defense with Evers there. But uh, the lines on both sides, he's like, we still got to figure that out a little bit maybe. I'm not. He's not 100%, 100% sure how either line is going to perform yet, obviously. But uh, yeah. he feels pretty confident in the skill spots. He feels pretty good about the secondary. feels pretty good about quarterback. If they so. can just block. If they can block a great pressure. Mm-hmm. It's gonna that's gonna be their season. So especially against the teams like their main competition is Mishawaka and Warsaw, who run triple option offenses. So like that's gonna be absolutely huge. Just having good trench 
you know, linebackers and defensive linemen and then being able to block those big guys that play the other side of the ball. So mm-hmm. um, I was looking at Northwood's schedule, and if they can survive, like if they can be 7-0 and or like under at least still undefeated in conference play, like through 5-0, and the last two games are Wallace and Goshen. So like they're going to be sitting pretty potentially if they kind of get through that middle of Warsaw, Mishawaka kind of stretch. They got a chance to maybe, uh, you know, be sitting there really pretty going into week eight. But we'll see. You never know. And who knows? Maybe Wallace here Goshen comes out of nowhere. Goshen with Tom Wagaman as new coach. You know, they have yep. an offensive system now that's going to be, you know, more conducive to Quinn Bechtel's skill set at quarterback. You know, a lot of running, RPOs. He throws the ball kind of well, too. They got a Noel Alford returning wide receiver. Whole offensive line is pretty much back. I mean, Goshen's, they're, you know, they, they're sitting a little pretty right now, potentially. Sitting a little a lot of skill. A lot of, they got to develop a little bit more, but they have a chance to maybe you know hang in there more than they have in the years past. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Any other high school football observations? I'd uh, be curious to see what uh, happens with Concord this year. Right, they lost a lot of people. It's going to be starting a sophomore sophomore quarterback with not a whole lot of experience, mm-hmm. replacing a lot of skill spots, skill positions, yep. I should say. But uh, having uh, Titus Hackworth back at running back is huge for them, especially with a yep. young quarterback. Yeah, no Zavin, no Zavin Kultuki and no Marion Moore, no Jack DRC, no Hunter Dutton. So that's like almost a retire offense from last year. But we'll see. They're going to be interesting. Uh, obviously, Armin Kultuki is a beast, so we'll see mm-hmm. how he does. We, we talked about it media day the other day. We can't wait to see Armin Kultuki and Ethan Evers. Meet in the middle there. Meet in the middle of the nice tackle or a, on either on either scene. You know, on either side, they can switch. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch that collision. Seismic, get the seismograph out or got to get that picture. Someone's yeah. got to get that picture. Someone's got to. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's good enough for me. I think. Um, so we'll see. We'll talk more about it next week. So we'll have a little more prep into this. So uh, let's quickly talk about not quickly maybe Notre Dame. They're back. Here come the Irish. Uh, started fall camp Friday. We got to watch. You got to watch the first full practice. I was busy sweating while editing some photos on uh, <laughs> on uh, uh, on Friday. Uh, Friday. Sorry, this, you know the days are all kind of meshing together. No, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, I just did a lip smack. Sheila would kill me. Um, that was a good lip smack. It was. Um, yeah, so it seems like this freshman wide receiver, Tobias Merriweather, is really having a nice camp so far. Uh, people really are high on him, and Notre Dame was smart enough to tweet a clip out of him yesterday making a really nice catch for a touchdown in the end zone. Just keep it going. Just like, yeah, just the buzz, yeah. Jaden I mean, Thomas, too, he's a young he's a yeah. young wide receiver who, who we heard a couple times in the press conference get brought up because he's making plays in yeah, practice. Yeah, the quarterbacks on Saturday, too, Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine, both mentioned how he's been playing really well. Yeah. So they they got some young skill. That was the biggest question mark position for me, at least on the wide on the offensive side was who the heck's going to catch the ball for these guys? You know, like everyone's kind of got some uncertainty. Braden Lindsay injury issues, Avery Davis injury issues. Got Lorenzo Styles though. Lorenzo Styles, like Joe Wilkins Jr. is not hundred percent. Yeah, yet. he's not going to play week one. Already been ruled out for week one. Mm-hmm. So, per that guy, Marcus Freeman. Yeah, per Marcus, per the head coach. Per that guy. <laughs> Logan Diggs, though, might be back, so that's good. Yeah. And Maris Leofi will be back to 100%, hopefully, by the opener as well. The linebacker, not a wide receiver. but. Yep. Um, Logan Diggs, he look, he looks like he's put on, like, 20, 
20, 30 pounds yeah. from last year. That jump from freshman to sophomore year, Big getting boy. in the weight room. I mean, he's up to, according to this thing, you know, the Notre Dame roster here. So it's 212 this, pounds. It's a big guy. 212 for, for oh, a running back is pretty solid. Him and, and Chris Tyree and Audric Esteme should be pretty good. Audric Esteme is a big, big dude. Yeah, yeah, that guy put a photo up on Twitter during the summer, and it was like, wow, that man is, could literally kill me right now. Like, just put me in a chokehold, and I'm dead. Like, that's it. Put me in a chokehold, and I'm dead. And dead. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously the the big kind of question is the quarterback battle. Uh, it seems like Tyler Buckner is in the lead, so to say. Um, watching Drew Pine's uh, press conference stuff from Saturday, though, man, the guy has a lot of passion. I, I kind of gained some respect for Drew Pine, watching him talk about how much he just loves football, watching the tape, doing everything he can to help the team win. Um, and Buckner, you know, said a lot of same, similar things too. But you could just feel the passion coming out of Pine. Like I almost wish that guy was six foot four. You know, had a better skill set, like physical build. Pine. What? Pine. Yeah, Pine. Yeah. yeah. Like you kind of want that. You kind of want to cheer for that guy. You know, but I just don't know if he is the right choice for them. So Buckner's mobility gives is a big advantage for him, especially when they go into Columbus and he might have to, you know, create some plays, you know, with his legs. So he's gonna have to be running away from the oh wow state defensive lineman. I mean, I feel pretty good about Notre Dame's offensive line if they uh, they'll get it going. You know, obviously Friday was a little. First day at camp, they were a little uh, fit- fatigued. You know, couldn't some of the some of the offensive linemen couldn't participate during the entire practice. But uh, and a couple of them were some pretty big names, Blake Fisher, Z Corral. So, but I'd imagine over the next few weeks that's gonna get that's gonna get figured out because yeah. I mean Marcus Freeman's like we're not gonna we're not gonna change anything. Sorry, you you, we're you, hard. you have to. Uh, I mean, because he, he realizes, I mean, right out of the gate, you're in, I mean, you're you playing. You can't take it easy right now. You're, you're playing a top two team in either poll, probably. Mm-hmm. So, because AP poll, Associated Press poll isn't out, but the coaches poll, yeah. Notre Dame is five, Ohio State number at, two. At a, at a maximum, Ohio State will be top five. Yeah. Like, somewhere one through five. That place is going to be And Notre Dame will be out. somewhere one through ten. So, in the AP poll, there were five in the coaches. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be an incredible environment. Is game day going to be there? They are there, yeah. But we're not going for game day. No. Tough. It's too early. It you, is too we early. We can go if you want. We get there at 3 a.m. So, high school football, man, ruining our college game day coverage experience. We can grab a, uh, we can bring a tent and just tent up on the. We could just skip covering <laughs> high school football on Friday night. Let's just do that. No. We'll just be like, oh, man, we all got sick. Really unfortunate as we're driving to Columbus. <laughs> No, Tough. Not gonna pull that I one. I think I think that is uh, September second. That's week four. So you got some big. I think it's a Concord Northwood maybe or Northwood Northridge game there. Week four, but kind of a big Concord Northwood. I think is Concord four. Northwood is September second. Yes. yes. So that's a big game right there. So indeed. Uh, yeah. So Jim Town's playing Osceola Grace that night. Watch out. No, that's week three. <laughs> September second. Oh yes, yes, yeah. No, that's 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 not a good game. That's not a good game. I know. Uh, Osceola so yeah. Grace is uh, a small private school or something. That's a bad yeah. team. Yeah. So you know, keep tuned to GoshaNews.com for all the best Notre Dame football coverage, whether it be from yours truly or Evan, mostly Evan. But you know, I'm chipping in a little bit from here and there just to keep it fresh. Works and for me. Above average. 
um, coverage is what I'll call it, you know, above average. Your, your coverage is great. <laughs> Mine's above average. I don't know how to spell the word battle, so it's okay. Batting. Yeah, battling. It's too hard of a Batting. word, apparently, to spell. Batting. That's fine. Anyway, uh, quickly, want to plug my unsung, or not my unsung, ha, unsung athletes was last week. Uh, you know, Title IX series. Thanks to everyone who read those, by the way. Yeah, thank you for, uh, for being good readers. Um, uh, my Title IX series, running this week. Fairfield and uh, Goshen coming Wednesday. We just had Bethany Christian and Concord Stories Monday. He had uh, Northwood, Northridge Thursday. West Noble, Wawasee Friday. Westview Saturday. Westview gets the solo solo print day. I think I'm going to put the Fairfield one on online, though, Tuesday afternoon. So if you're listening to this before it goes online, congratulations. You get the insider info. So The insider info. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, there you go, Title Nine. Great stories, a lot of fun. I learned going through our photo archives that we did a Title Nine type series for the 40th anniversary of Title Nine as well at the Gosha News. I did not know that because at the 40th anniversary, we wrote about Carla Hirschberger in Fairfield Volleyball. And this year, I wrote about Carla Hirschberger in Fairfield Volleyball. So every 10 years, congratulations, Carla Hirschberger, you get to do a Title IX story. Um, she was still actively coaching at the time, so obviously my story is a little different now. She's been retired from coaching for a while. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different perspective now that you're like basically 10 years removed from her coaching career. So I, it's probably a similar story, but different. Yeah. It's just, it's just funny that I, like we also wrote Title IX stories in 2012. And I was like, I didn't know that. And I was like, oh, yeah, 50th anniversary, Title IX. It'd be great to do stories on that. And we've like already done them before. So that's great. Was the Fairfield one the only one? That's I saw. I only saw two of them. There might, we might have done more, but I saw one on Carla Hershberger. It was more about like individual females that have been like important in like the leadership roles. Like we did a story on Darlene Matthew, mm-hmm. um, you know, being an, obviously at Westview, being a, a woman, you know, female AD for a long time. So, um, yeah, I couldn't find any of the other ones though. I just those were the only two that came up in the search when I was looking for things yesterday. I've just been annoying if it was like half. Yeah, like, if it was yeah. all the same stories. I've been like. <laughs> <laughs> that was super Dang annoying. it. Uh, anyway, so yeah, read those, please. Thank you. A um, couple national sports before we get out of here. Um, we didn't really talk about these the last couple weeks, but uh, Vince Scully, Bill Russell, both passed away. RIP to two, le- two goats. Pioneers. Yeah, Vin was 94. Bill Russell was 88. I mean, Bill Russell, the greatest winner of all time. Vince Scully, the greatest broadcaster of all time. For over 60 years, one position. The Dodgers guy for 60, over 60 67 years. years I think. Almost 70. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's insane. It's incredible. Yeah, and Bill Russell, obviously, you know, won everywhere he played, and he was like a great humanitarian as well. Big, big on civil rights when that was going on in the 60s and 70s. So, uh, two legends, you know, two legends of the of sports. You talk about the wild card race in the AL right a, now? Passed away within a week. Rest in peace to those guys. Yeah, quick moment of silence. Okay, thank you. That was quick. So, yeah. How about the uh, AL? We got baseball division races, wild card races heating up. It's early August, like kind of looking, seeing what's going to happen. It's a jumbled mess in the AL wild card. There's a lot. There's six teams battling for three spots. So, I don't know if uh, you knew this, but they changed the playoff format this year for baseball. And I had to look up what it was because, like, I knew they were taking three wild card teams, but I forgot what the actual system was. Mm-hmm. It's kind of similar to the NFL system where, like, the, the top two – teams in the American League, in each league, kind of get a bye. So, and then the mm-hmm. three seed 
so the, the the worst division winner, air quote, the worst division winner will play the worst wild card team, uh, host a work, and then the other two wild card teams play each other. The four seed plays the five seed, best of three series. So the and the higher seed hosts. So it's like three games. Like it would be like as of now, it would be like uh, Seattle would go to Minnesota for a three game series, and Tampa Bay would go to Toronto for a three game series in the American League, and then. The two winners of that play the number one and number two seeds. So the number one, and there's no reseeding, which I saw. So like in theory, the number two division winner could play the sixth seed, the wild card, and the, so the number one team could potentially have a harder NLD division series series than, which is interesting because in the NFL they reseed to give the one seed the easier opponent, easier air quote the lower seed. Mm-hmm. So, but the MLB is like, nope. So potentially the number one team could play the number four team and number two could play number six in the in the division series. So, wow. so it's interesting. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of teams competing for uh, those American. Look at the League. Orioles. The Orioles are trying to make the playoffs. Even though they traded half their All Stars, they're they're going for it. So they're only one game back. Uh, Cleveland and the White Sox are also in Chicago White Sox are also in there. They're also mm-hmm. competing for the NL, AL Central. All three teams with the Twins within two games of each other. Mm-hmm. So, and then the NL Central, also Seattle, Seattle, St. Louis and Milwaukee are within two games of each other. Uh, NL Wild Card is those, it's Milwaukee, one game back, and then Atlanta, Philadelphia, San Diego, and those three spots. It feels like... So right now it's just the Brewers, and then you get San Francisco, yeah, five and a half, and then it really dips off after yeah, that. Yeah, the Giants are still kind of in it, but not really... Um, same thing, like some of the some of the American League wild cards, they're kind of, like the Red Sox are within five and a half games, but there's so many teams in front of them, that they're probably not going to make a run. And they also traded a bunch of players. So. Poor Brewers. The Cardinals have won seven in a row. The Brewers are uh, struggling. They're yeah. they're leading the division for a while. Yeah, the Cardinals just took the division lead. I think for like the first time since like April. So. Rays and Brewers tonight. Big game. Out there in Milwaukee. We almost went to that. Where are we going to go to that? To play tomorrow. We're going to go. Oh yeah, we're going tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll do the desk and all of our football previews from your aunt's house. Sounds like a plan to me. You can drive, so no, not worth it. Yeah, kind of worth it, but also not. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the baseball, you know, should be fun. And uh, two teams not in the race: the Cubs and the Reds. Field of Dreams game on Thursday. They're going to Dyersville, Iowa. Playing, That's right. Playing in the corn. Both teams are forty-four and sixty-four currently. Both teams have the same record? Yeah. How about those Cubs? They've won uh they've won three of their last four. They took two or three from the Marlins this past weekend. They beat the Nationals Monday night. Not the worst team out there. They could be the Nationals. They could be the Nationals. Juan Soto returns to Washington this weekend, in case you're wondering. San Diego Padres, they've they're one in five since trading for Soto. They won their first game and now they've lost five in a row. Mm. Got swept by the Dodgers in four games. Dodgers continue to roll. Yeah, they're uh, best record in baseball, 75 and 33. Yep, the Yankees are struggling right now a little bit. A little bit, I noticed that, yeah. But they're still up big in their division. I don't think they're going to blow the division at this point. Mets, Braves, a little more space there. The Mets just took four or five from the Braves this past weekend, so the Braves are they're going to still probably get a wild card spot, but they are. Uh, the Mets are all of a sudden like making a statement like, hey, we're, we are for real. Mm-hmm. So yeah, seventy-one thirty-nine. That's it. Yeah. NFL, 
Training camp's underway. Roquan Smith wants to trade from the Bears. Put out a lengthy note thanking Chicago and the city and being a homegrown bear. And then he's like, yeah, I want to get traded. So it's like, oh, cool. Thanks. Love you too, man. Like, yeah. Um, when we had the, so we the Bears are, Hall of the, Fame game recently. Yeah, the Bears are terrible. Like, the Bears were already bad going into training camp. And then, like, nothing good has come out of training camp. Like, there's no positive, like, oh, yeah, Justin Fields looks amazing. Or, like, you know, the defense really dialed in. It's been like, why is offensive lineman Tevin Jenkins not here, like, physically unable to perform, air quote, but he's just not showing up. And then he finally shows up, and he's on the third string. It's terrible. Roquan Smith wants a trade. Like, Justin Fields, they tw- someone tweeted out a clip of Justin Fields overthrowing a wide-open guy in the end zone during a scrimmage, during a practice. It was like, oh, Happens. this is great. This is all great. The 49ers week one, too. So, uh, Bears stink. Uh, Were the Hall of Fame uh, speeches this weekend? Yes, the Hall of Fame was this past weekend. The only notable, the only people that I, the only two that I actually knew that were going in were Richard Seymour and Dick Vermeil, the coach. Mm, so, but like everyone else, I had really never heard of. It was kind of a. So it's kind of bad. Kind of, I don't want to call it a weak Hall of Fame class because it's still Hall of Famers. Like they're still great, obviously, but those were the only two that I really knew. So, a lot of offensive linemen from the '90s, defensive linemen that were like good, but they weren't like, like obviously they're all time. They must be all time great if they're a Hall of Famer, but like. You know, they weren't, like, the top five all-time or top ten all-time. Like, when I went a couple years ago with my dad, you know, it was Brian Erlacher, Ray Lewis, Terrell Owens, right, Brian Dawkins, like, Randy Moss, like, guys that were, like, the upper, upper echelon of their positions, you know, during their NFL careers. So it was kind of cool. It was, like, this, like, legitimately, like, awesome class. This year it seemed fine. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, last year's class was pretty cool. Was it? Mm -hmm. Who was in it? I just remember there were a few notables. Good job. Because I remember... I don't remember who was in it. I remember watching... Would Peyton Manning go in last year? He would have been eligible last year. No, he would have got... Yeah, well, they did the 2020 and the 2021 classes combined. Yeah, last so, year. so, so Manning didn't go in last year. Because cool. Manning was 2020 class. But they didn't do it in 2020 because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, like, Peyton Manning, of course, was going to go in the Hall of Fame, like... Yeah, yeah, pretty good career. Calvin Johnson and John Lynch. Calvin Johnson, yeah, John Lynch. Charles Woodson as well. Good, good class right there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anything else? Oh, quickly, I forgot. Uh, Serena Williams announced her kind of retirement from tennis this morning, this Tuesday morning. She's transitioning away from the sport or whatever she said. She's like, I don't want to use the word retire. I'm just focusing my efforts on other things from tennis. Hmm. So she's basically retiring, not fully. She's going to play the U.S. Open uh, next next month or in the next couple of weeks. I don't know when the U.S. Open is actually. It's coming up soon. And then she's going to step away from the game. So she's the greatest female tennis player of all time, transcended the sport, changed the game, you know, more than a, more than a tennis athlete. Yeah. So that was big news this morning. By far. By far. Yeah. So. Uh, How did I not see that yet? Hmm. Interesting. If you haven't been on Twitter much this today, it's probably probably why. It's possible. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's it. I think. Anything else? I don't think so. I'm good. I'm also good. Okay. Well, let's wrap this show up. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. We'll have a lot to talk about next week. We'll try to sift through the previews as quickly and as efficiently as possible. 
Mm. We'll have week one football games to preview. We'll have some soccer and volleyball and tennis to talk about. Games get started for all those sports on Saturday. So we got some Saturday action, got some Monday action. Uh, the Westview Boys Soccer defending state champs begin their season next Tuesday, the 16th. It's Wallacee at home, so big game there, kind of. It's just a big game for them to like start their season, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll have a lot to talk about. Should be fun. So uh, tune in next week for all that. <laughs>